mia bella Napoli, addio, addio, la tua soave immagine, chi mai, chi mai scordar potrò, per cielo azzurro fulgido, la placida marina, ma le cose non inebria, non inebria, non inebria, Ciao ragazzi and benvenuti to the 16th episode of In the Shadow of Vesuvio. My name is Henry Bell and I am far away from the actual shadow of Vesuvio. I'm all the way in South Sardinia at the moment. But luckily, listeners, we have Michele Borelli, as always, who is there in the shadow in Naples. Ciao Michele, how the hell are you today? I'm hot, hello, hello, I'm very, very warm in here. At 40 degrees almost. Ciao, ciao, everyone. Finally, the ah. league is back. Finally, finalmente. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's it's super hot here as well, man. It's like 38 degrees and it's cloudy and I'm just melting. So thank God you're here just on, from a sort of first aid level. If you see me pass out due to heat, please, can you contact the emergency? What is the number that you call for emergency services in, in, in Italy? I think it's the, the same for all European countries. No, it's one one two. There we go. Used to very, have very used to have like different ones, like Carabinieri, Polizia, you know. But now one one two, and yeah, I have all of them. One one two. So what's uh, what's the weather like? It's hot, but is the sun out at least? So you experience no, this it's kind the of... same as you, man. It's uh, it's very cloudy. It's covered, and it's yeah, it's just miserable, miserable. Well, yeah, well, we are right in the middle of. You know, the holiday, August holidays. So, like, the city is deserted. There is no one around. Like, all the shops are closed. It's, I kind of like it. I kind of like it in a way. I've already gone on holiday. So, in June, July. So, I'm, I'm staying in yeah. Napoli in August, but no one else is. And, um, yeah, it's very, like, the city, the streets are very empty. The streets are yours, Michele. I mean, they always are. But more, yes. more so than always. Yeah, but, I, I've um, got no competition this time. The same is true. I'm here in a village-ish. Well, it's like a small town. And yeah, it's got sort of 28 days later vibes. Like there's no one around. Just walk around. Um, but this is episode number 16. So what? And I think we're into our X-rated Napoli Tombola. So what? what is number 16, Michele? Number 16. Finally, we get a, <laughs> we get a dirty one. <laughs> Oh and number God. number 16 is should I say it? Do it. Number 16 is Okula. <gasps> number 16 is the bottom. The ass. Yeah, the ass. The ass. Yes. Depending on so many different languages going on. We've got the Neapolitan, Italian, American English, and the Queen's English all happening at the same time. So finally, finally a dirty one, which is fitting for the beginning of the season. Although, well, yeah. although we didn't, we didn't have much culo, because culo, if you know it, culo also means luck in Italian. So if you are a lucky person, you have a lot of culo. In Napolitan, you would say mazzo, maz. So, so if you are a lucky person, something lucky happens to you, like to a friend of yours or to you as well, like your friends will come to you and say, wow, kemats, that's such a, such an S you have, you know, that's kemats or such an S. So yeah, kemats. so yeah, kemats. So yeah, kulo is also, could also be interpreted as luck, 
we didn't need any luck to win in Verona. And yeah, no, we... Munas, whose goal was disallowed um, for no real tangible, explainable reason to me. We couldn't, he wouldn't allow Unas to score a goal like one minute after he got subbed in. So it didn't make any sense. So yeah, I, I am happy his goal was disallowed because uh, Unas scoring a goal outside of preseason. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, he's the preseason Pele. It's confusing for all of us. If it, so yeah, he was, he was without, was it Kemas? Mats? Is it Mats? Mats, yes. Mats. He was without Mats. But I think. You know, there were eight players that made some kind of goal-scoring contribution in the team in that game. Yeah, there, um, was, a, there was a good performance. Even when we were um, not winning, to be honest, it was a good performance. And what I like to see was the mentality of the team, you know, because we lost yeah. so, many, so many strong players, especially in terms of mentality. We lost Koulibaly and Spalletti just said in an interview that Koulibaly was like the true... I mean, we already knew that. But he said some anecdotes, and yeah, Kulibaly was the true leader of this team. And losing him, I mean, could have, I mean, just one game, but losing Kulibaly could have some repercussions. And fortunately, at least against Verona, we didn't see any. But again, it's too early to tell. Maybe everyone is going to go and win in Verona. Who knows? Maybe Verona is, I mean, it did look like a weak side. We can, but but we hope. Wouldn't it be nice if they got relegated? Again, there's Green. racist chanting coming from the fans, all the usual shit. I absolutely can't be bothered with them as a club. Unless they sort it out, they can go and ply their trade in Serie Chief, as far as I'm concerned. But I think, um, no, I totally agree. Like we, It was bits of that first half where we were just like classic Napoli, you know what I mean? Like making lots of, it looked very pretty, but then Verona went and scored from a corner. In the old days, like we can just picture can't be Lorenzo Insigne throwing his arms down and getting irritated with the referee. But there was none of that actually. It was all sort of um getting getting back on with it. Um, but this game took place on Valagosto, right? Yes. So, yes, it's 6 30 on the 15th of August. I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, it doesn't make so any it, sense to me. It was quite it, hot. It doesn't make any sense. It's really hot, but also should we just briefly, because I think it's quite important, it's come up a few times, and I see you've had a few questions as well on Twitter about um, ticket sales and stuff like that. Now, I'm going to talk about Monza in a bit, but yes. there'll be people listening who have Italian heritage, people who are interested in Italy, but some people might not really know what Faragosta is and why it's important and what Italians tend to do. So, like, do you want to just give us a quick summary of it and also maybe explain what you did. What did you eat? All that stuff. Because we love that. We need it. We need, we're living the Neapolitan lifestyle vicariously through you, Michele. So it goes way back to Emperor Augustus, right? It goes back to like... Oh, you're asking me way too much now. I have no idea where it originates from. I have no idea. I just know what it means for the average. It means now. I'm throwing in the university lecture bullshit. Don't worry. So yeah, it's the, one of the oldest <laughs> I should know. holidays in I the world. I should probably know. I have no idea. It might be something religious as well. I have no idea. But it, it, was, it was the really... emperor giving the workers a, a day off. So there apparently in ancient Rome, it was like a busy time for agricultural workers. So Augustus, the first... Um, Emperor of, of the Roman Empire um, gave a day off for the world. But who gives a shit about that? It was a long time ago. Michaela, what is it about 
for you and for Naples, Ferragosto usually, when there isn't football because of this weird scheduling of this season. Yeah, so Ferragosto is basically the heart of the summer, no? Even though it comes quite late in summer because it's just one month before summer ends and well, realistically two weeks before summer ends, you know, in real terms. But yeah, Ferragosto is basically the day where everyone goes to the beach. You know, if you're in Ferragosto, if you don't have anything planned, uh, in terms of going to the beach, going, you know, enjoying the day in some way, you know, it's, I mean, what are you doing? So Ferragosto is, it's obviously a public holiday. So this time was, it was on Monday, but again, it was a public holiday. So everything was closed. And um, yeah, what I did personally, usually people go to the beach. Again, as I said, I'm not going to the beach right now because I've done plenty of that before. So yes. what I did today was I had a very nice lunch with my well in-laws let's say yes um yes it was uh, there was actually the first lunch i've had with them there was wow, just this yeah, is so, yeah. Michele, this is getting yeah, serious yeah but i mean more than that you know we had a very beautiful lunch we had a very beautiful lunch in torre del greco which is a small town well not that small to be honest, but it's very close to napoli it's kind of close to where i live um and yeah we were in the Torre del Greco's uh, port and it was a very nice seafood restaurant there and we had I had one of the best seafood uh well meals I've ever had in my life you know it was kind of a fancy place to be honest a private club I think it was and uh That's yeah and it was yeah it was very good it was very, I think I sent you a picture of that too so what was in this plastic? I've seen a picture of this. Come on, we need to paint a picture. It was like a linguine with seafood in it, right? Did I get that right? It was linguine with gamberi. Linguine yeah. with uh, gamberoni, yes. So that was, yeah. that, was, that was great. That was great. And then we had, uh, I think we had a spigola after that, which is obviously a kind of fish. And we had, uh, that, was, that was amazing. It was so, so soft. And I hope you had some yeah. some some white wine with this meal, right? I don't drink. I don't you drink. drink. Yeah, you don't drink don't. at all. I no, kind no. of don't. Kind of don't. I, I call it you. So no, what do no. you have? Like just some sparkling water with some ice in it. Just I was so disappointed for them because they asked me, "Oh, Michele, what do you want?" I was kind of like the guest, you know, obviously. Yeah. But they were like, "Oh, what do you want to drink?" Uh, I said, uh, "I don't really drink, but not even wine." I said, oh, "I'm sorry, I don't even. I don't like. It. I don't like it. You know, it's not." It's not that I don't, I'm, I'm against it. I just don't like the taste. So yeah, it's kind of hard for me. And it was very disappointing. I, I, I would never get used to the disappointment I see in people's eyes when I tell them, I'm sorry, I don't drink. <laughs> yeah, particularly but, in the United Kingdom, I should imagine. Yeah. It's like, I have, a, I have a student actually who doesn't drink and I, I, I respect him hugely for the same reasons here. No, no particular reason. He just he doesn't really like it. And I'm like, nice one, mate. So Okay. After, so yeah, after that. a few years in the United Kingdom, you know, to avoid disappointment in people's eyes, I just started saying, "I'm sorry, I'm I'm Muslim, so I can't drink." And people just believe me. Maybe maybe it's a bit okay. insensitive. I don't know. A, a bit, no, people just kind of could have led to all sorts of in, interesting conversations. No, but think, people um, in UK respect this kind of you know, like if it's religious, true. if it's religious, then, oh yeah, absolutely. But, but if I just say that's the only way, the only yeah, way. Because if I say, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like beer, then people will just child abuse at me. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, this is, this is good to know. So, listeners, <laughs> if you're thinking of buying Michele, it's sort of very, very expensive wine or champagne as a sort of thank you present for all the, the, 
the fantastic work he does for the Napoli community. Don't do that. Just give him hard cash. Um, so that, yeah, and I think it's, uh, I, I think it's an important cultural thing. So like all those ultras that went to Verona and I, they were pretty noisy. They did really well, I, I thought. There probably a lot of them are in trouble with their families and that for, for skipping out on, on, on Ferragosto. Um, cool. I just wandered around actually. We didn't do anything super special for Ferragosto. I do like to be in Italy for it because it is a great day. Um, so the game, right? Yeah, so we before the show, we said, let's not talk about the game too much because, you know, you would have listened to the rant, you would have listened to Joe, you listened to, there's all sorts of content that you could have got from. But I think there's a few things to talk about on a sort of bigger picture level from it. I mean, I would like to talk a little bit about Zelinsky because I'm not seeing a lot of people talk about his performance. Um, what did you... He kind of felt a bit like he's he's back. Like, a lot of last season... I think COVID really messed him up. I don't know if he officially got long COVID or not, but it really seemed that way. The season before, like all I've ever wanted, Michele, is for Zilu to fulfill his like hamsick apprenticeship. That's been like my dream. Like, and his goal was the first time a midfielder scored seven seasons in a row for Napoli since hamsick. So there's this kind of continuity that Zelinski gives us that I think is really important. And then you know, he did some really interesting stuff. He seemed to find space between the lines. He created three chances, I think. He scored a goal. I was very encouraged by that performance. Did it stand out to you when you were watching it after your fine seafood meal that you'd had with your in-laws? Yeah, no, I was I was very surprised also because I don't expect anything from Jeliski after last season. So yeah, it was very surprising. But again, more than... More than specific individual performance, I noticed that I was paying attention to the whole, you know, attitude of the team, because I think that's mostly, you know, like if, if you're only relying on individual players, then I don't think you're going to go far unless you have, you know, that kind of team, obviously, which we don't, we don't. Yeah. So my question mark for this season was, will the team still be able to, you know, impose their game, impose their play? without these very important players, you know, without Fabian, without, without Ospina, uh, without uh, Koulibaly, Insigne, Mertens, and go on, and so on, so on. Yeah. So, a lot of yeah. personalities there. A lot yeah, of and, yeah, and again, Zelisky doesn't really have much personality, to be honest. But, but I've, I've seen this kind of, you know, will to control the game. I've seen the will to, you know, especially after we went down um, twice. It was very good for me to see that the team reacted after that. You know, it's very easy to get depressed. You know, after you, you know, you go down, then you score again, then you go down again. You know, it's 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 hard to react away from to home, away from home, yes. in Verona and all that. You know? Exactly right. So the fact that the team reacted to it, you know, it it was very uh, important to me to see, and it was very inspiring as well. And hopefully, both well for the future because I I was. For me, it was a really big question mark. You know, what's going to happen now that all these players are gone? So, yeah, uh, that was important. And then, obviously, you know, the individual players, especially the new ones, Kvara, uh, because I'm just going to say Kvara, was interesting. Yeah. And was, yeah, it was, he had a big impact as well. Uh, Zieliski, yeah, for sure. Uh, Osimen, 
Just man, I mean, he scored, but yeah, no, I mean, he can still improve. You can tell yeah, that he can still improve a lot. But the team, the I team love worked. performances like that from 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 strikers because it wasn't a particularly good performance, but he comes away with a goal and an assist, which I think is good. I think today we've just announced uh, Simeone, and I think that should, I think, in quite a good way, put some decent pressure on Osimhen. Certainly more pressure than than our dear. Yeah. Our dear Andrea Patania, but he all accounts was a bit of a decent bloke, but not the most talented footballer um, in the world. I can't believe patania has gone. You know, he just opened that store in Napoli. I don't even was know it what like kind a of health. Was it like I have no idea. Was... I have no idea. I remember that before they they opened it, I was I parked my scooter next to it, and then I was waiting for a friend, and um, just by chance, you know. And then I looked behind me while I was waiting for my friend. And I saw this weird store, you know, full of colors. I don't even remember the name. It was such a weird shop. I was like, what, what the hell is this? And then after a week, I think, they, they make the big announcement, ah, you know, this new shop. Because he opened it with uh, a couple of, uh, a couple of um, other people. I think one of them is Fere Basta, which is a, which is a very famous, uh, not very, but he's a famous uh, singer. Uh, maybe singer is a little bit generous, but... He's a yeah. I mean, he's a, he, he he he's big in the music industry. Let's say that, and uh, yeah. So yeah, that's as soon as he opened the shop, he's gone. So, so weird. Well, your your homework for this week is to get your scooter, Michaela, and, and head back to the shop and see see if it's doing a roaring a roaring trade during the empty empty weeks of August. So, did you watch the game with your your? Well, we're going to call them in laws, but they're not your in laws. No, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't. Because so, you watched, did watch a game with your father-in-law, not I did. Last I did, but I don't think I'm ever gonna do it again because the only <laughs> because the first and only game we watched together was Empoli Napoli. Do I need to say anything else? So I don't think we're gonna do it. Although, ha, has the subject of Napoli even come up again since? No, then, no, or no. Is yeah. it just off, it has, okay. No, no. So yeah, what, yeah, a few times. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's all quite useful actually. If there's any awkward pauses during the lunch, you could always just bring up. Luciano Spalletti's preference for 4-3-3 over 4-2-3-1. Anyway, so I, because I'm in Italy, I try to speak Italian and I'm very bad at speaking Italian. And one of the things I'm trying to do to help my Italian is try to read more Italian articles. I've been reading Gazetta every day. I know it's not the best. Very, It's very Milan biased. But the day after the match or the day after the day after the match because they didn't have any match reports the day after because it was Ferragosto. There was a big article which had massive letters at the top of the page, Cavaradona. And I just want to check in with you on this because I think um, I agree. It was a good performance. It was a very brave and fearless performance. Like he tried a lot of stuff. Like he tried 14 dribbles. He only, well, duels with another player and he only won two of them but he did but that was fine like he was trying stuff he's he's a young man he's in a new league what do you think about this Cavaradona Monica how much pressure do you think is being put on this kid from what you can sort of feel from the city like personally I think we've got to be really careful we don't get put too much pressure on a lot of these new players is that is that something that you've heard or is it just an easy phrase for a, a newspaper to put in Cavada. Ah, it's, it's it's an easy phrase to put in and I'm happy they did so in the first week of the league because so they're not going to be able to, to do it again for the rest of the league but no it's uh you know I think I think the guy 
does, I mean, he has pressure. I'm not going to say a lot of pressure, but he has pressure because obviously, I mean, he's very young. He comes from a farmer's league, let's be honest. And uh, <laughs> come on. And uh, yeah. And well, I mean, he's Insigne's, uh, he's Insigne's replacement, right? Mm-hmm. He's just 21. He's already replacing Insigne. He's already starting. And even though we didn't pay that much for him, so he doesn't have that pressure on, you know, he doesn't have the pressure of Lozano, for example, who, who, who was paid 50, 50 million, 40 million, whatever. And he's also paid a lot of money in wages. So Kvarxelia is, um, yeah, he has pressure because then again, we, we uh, substituted Insigne with this guy. So he has to perform and he's outstarted for sure. On the on the left wing, but let's see. I mean, we'll see. I do think. I mean, Have I you heard I got anybody some... say Cavada Cavadona? Nah, 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 not Cavadona. Not. I mean, ironically, just ironically. No one. I mean, okay. just one, just one, just one game so far. So no, not yet. Okay. But I am receiving Lavezzi vibes a little bit from him. You know, if not in terms of, if not in terms of the style of play because he's not as fast, but in terms of you know, being the kind of player who who drives opponents crazy, because that's that's what Lavezzi was. Lavezzi, I think Lavezzi for many seasons was the the player who um, who caused the most yellow cards in the league. So he received yeah. a lot of fouls and yeah, a lot of yellow cards for opponents. So I do think Kvara can be this kind of player. And uh, as I said many times, I mean, we all know it. The Napoli, the average Napoli fan is very, uh, it's kind of like emotional in a way. It's very rational. It's very, you know, like as soon as he scores a couple of goals, you know, a brace in, in a game, we're going to, yeah, he's going to be like the best player ever. So, yeah, I mean, again, it, I think so right now it's good pressure. You know, no one is yeah. expecting him to be the best player in the league right now. But so everything good he does is, I mean, it's good for him. It's good for us. He's going to say, oh, look, I mean, this guy is actually good. If he makes any mistake, you know, what can you say? No, it's not like we paid, I don't know, like 80 millions for him. It's not like he played in Premier League on La Liga or in Bundesliga. He's coming yeah. from an unproven league. Uh, we paid 10 millions for him. He's not a proved player yet. So we can afford, in this way, we can afford to wait for him. On the other hand, realistically speaking, he's going to be our starter. So he has, to, he has the, the pressure of having to deliver immediately. At least yeah. for, you know, if the team wants to be successful, he needs to, he needs to deliver immediately. At least, at least if we want to reach any, you know, a top four placement again, maybe, maybe that's not the goal. I'm not sure. Because let's not forget, let's not forget that Napoli reduced wages by, I think, 20 or 30 millions. I think it was, I read today, it was 20 millions compared to, well, like three months ago and 30 millions compared to last year because we have to yeah. include Manolas as well. So, I mean, that's a crazy amount. And to expect Napoli to have the same goals with this kind of reduced wages is kind of uh, a little bit, I wouldn't say crazy, but it's not realistic. You know, I mean, we can have this goal, but... Again, a lot of things have changed. As I, said, as I said to you today, we lost a lot of certainties and we are betting on new players to be good. They are unproven players. Now, even the yeah. ones who were regarded as good players, like 
Dombele. I'm reading that this guy is kind of regarded as a lazy player, you know. So he hasn't had a great couple of years. Well, well, actually, well, this yeah. is a good point. Let's let's move on. So, like, that was Verona, and there's this, been a flurry of Mercato activity with Simeone signing. Um, uh, Dombele having his medical looks like Raspadori might even be having his medical right now. I haven't checked because I've been talking to you. Um, and I don't want to give you the disrespect of checking Twitter whilst I'm talking mm-hmm. to you, but I think that's happening right now. So yeah, yeah, no, it's happening. Dombele, yeah. Raspadori, and Simeone all today, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there are some people getting very excited, and that's good. And it's not down to me to say that you shouldn't be excited. It's great. Get excited and enjoy enjoy the excitement of football. But the, I think that we all need to be a bit responsible about how much pressure we put on these new players, most of whom are new to the league. Even players like Raspadori and Simeone are not used to playing for a club the size of Napoli with the pressure that that brings. So absolutely, that all of these players are unproven at a club like Napoli and Ndombele has had a very, very dodgy couple of years in, in Tottenham. So I'm interested to hear your perspective here, Michele, and what, and what you're picking up on if there's a change in some of the feelings that you were talking about last time in terms of the indifference, perhaps almost the apathy to say, look, there's, there's massive reduction in salary bill, these icons of the club like Insigne, Mertens and Koulibaly leaving people really aren't that fussed about this season. Has that feeling begun to shift because of this flurry of activity in the Mercato? So, yeah, I do think a little bit, yes. Because obviously we're signing three players in one day and that has an impact. You know, they are not spectacular players, but they're good players. They they seem to be solid, you know, Napoli-level signings. So that's, that's good. Uh... I can see at least with Simeone, we are going, we are improving. I, I think compared to Betania, so that's that's good. Uh, Fabian with Don Belev, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see if uh, Raspadori is gonna be any good. In theory, he's gonna be Mertens' replacement. It's very hard to replace Mertens, but we'll that's see. Such we'll a see. lot of pressure as well. Isn't yeah, it? it's we just are. like what we're saying about Cavaracelia. That it's it's a lot to put on a young man's. Shoulders, isn't it? I mean, how Definitely. old is Raspadori? He's 22, is he 23? Yeah, but this, yeah, he's super young. So he's super young and yeah, we're paying a lot of money for him. But yeah, I mean, I think at Napoli, Nap- I mean, every fan, every fan, but especially Napoli fans, we, we, we do like change, to be honest. And now at least, you know, the market was kind of not moving at all before. So it was, yeah, it, it produced apathy, it produced some indifference towards the team, especially because a lot of big players uh, had left. Now things are moving a little bit. Obviously, the big win in Verona, which is always nice. You know, even if Verona is playing Serie D or something, you know, it's always going to be nice to trash them, especially at home. I mean, at their home. So that's, yeah. that's great. I really wish them to, I really hope for them to get relegated at the end of the season. And well, actually, we'll, I, be, we'll be thrashing them when they are in Serie D at some point soon. I hope so, yeah. I, I wish for them to have the same destiny of Kievo. Let's say that. Yes. So yes, that's that's what I think. But other than so, that, other than that, um, I I do think uh, some at least some interest at least at least this um, last few days of the transfer um, transfer window and obviously the Verona result has made it so that some 
some fans are now, you know, like paying attention to the team. Uh, again, the fact that this, we're in the middle of summer doesn't help. But, you know, there is hope now because everything is so unsure, but there is hope. So yeah. we can, we're going to see, we're going to, hopefully it's going to be, it's going to be a good season, but we'll see. Uh, at least, at least there is some, there is some interest right now. I, there isn't, uh, not, not a huge shift, but there is a shift, you know, at least there is something moving. Now, in sure. terms of people starting to at least pay attention to the club and to the to the next few games for the for the Monza game, which is the upcoming home game, uh, I've read a lot of uh, news about you know finally ticket sales are picking up after the Verona result, which is true. It's not a big shift because it was uh, we. I mean, some tickets had already been sold. And uh, yeah, it is true that uh, now, because of the Verona result, the sale has accelerated a little bit. That is true. So as of today, which is Thursday, Curva B is sold out. Distinti is sold out. I mean, I'm talking about the upper level, obviously. Yeah. Distinti, Curva B, Curva A is almost sold out. And uh, the, the two tribune are on their way to to be sold out. So yeah, I mean we can we can hope for a decent attendance. For some reason I still don't know why um I mean I know why, but for some reason Napoli hasn't hasn't opened the lower levels of the stadiums the stadium yet. Hopefully they're going to do it soon. If they do so and if the price is a little bit cheaper like it was last season then we're going to see I think about 35,000 people this game which is excellent a lot of people have been telling me because i've wrote that on twitter and a lot of people told me ah you know just 35 that's nothing uh, it's not nothing for novel is not nothing and the middle of august as well i mean it's it's not a small thing like football has never really happened this early for a reason like everyone's on fucking holiday aren't they yeah exactly but there are a lot of factors you know there are a lot of elements to consider when when talking stadium attendance, it's a very, very, very complex topic, which a lot of people like to uh, simplify uh, in a criminal level, I would say. You know, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me how they say, ah, you know, the, the stadium is empty. Oh, so that means that Napoli fans are not good. Napoli fans are trash. You know, they are not behind the club and they're not behind the team. It's not that easy. There are many, many, many factors to consider. And uh, a few factors for this for this game, for example, is the price of the of the tickets, you know, because oh, they're so expensive, aren't they? They're so expensive. But then you tell that to American fans, and they say, ah, you know, but I pay that just for parking when I go see yeah, yeah. their club. And that doesn't make any. You, you can't compare Napoli with with even with the north of Italy or any other club, you know. Like each club has the its own peculiarities and its own. A variable. So for Napoli, I'll give you this example. Okay, the curva for Napoli Monza, the upper curva costs thirty euros. Do, do you know how much it cost for Napoli Inter last season? It was February and Napoli Milan. It was twenty. It was mm-hmm. twenty euros or twenty five? I think I think it was twenty. Twenty euros to go see in the same section Napoli Milan and now Napoli Monza. Monza, come on, Monza is thirty yeah. euros. So when you say Ah, oh, 30 euros, but that's that's cheap. Okay, but you have to think about how does it compare to previous games, you know, to previous 
uh, ticket prices. And yeah. 30 euros, it's almost champion le- Champions League levels of, you know, of Well, hopefully, I mean, the, does this give a signal, do you think, that the Champions League tickets are going to be super expensive? Because if it's uh, 30 euros for, for, for Monza. But I think, it's hard and to in say. some ways, so that's a sort of a matter of principle, isn't it? So if you're willing to pay 30 euro, euro for, for Monza, which is a 10 euro, 5 euro increase, that sends a message to the club that they can just keep moving things up. So there's actually a sense of, I think it's sort of a sense of sort of us people in the old days raised in the ways of the left there's a sense of solidarity to say that you're not just going to be blindly following market forces to actually send a message to the that is that is true to a certain extent but i think the the mind of the napoli fans is a little bit simpler than that you know it's like 30 euros a lot of money i can afford to go i'll go to the next game you know it's just it's just that simple 30 euros and that's the lowest price 30 euros whether you like it or not, I don't care. But that's the reality. 30 euros is a lot of money in Napoli. 30 euros is a lot of money. There is a lot of unemployment in Napoli. You know, you can compare it to London prices, to any other price. There is a lot of, like, you know, income. The average income in Napoli is not high. So 30 euros is a lot of money for something which is, at the end of the day, not necessary, you know, because no one And 35,000 people are going to come, which is amazing. I mean, that, that's good. You know. But 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 there is a promotion which says that yeah under fourteen uh, kids can get a free ticket so that that helps that helps a lot that people people help. tend to forget that uh, and people tend to forget that because Napoli hides this promotion which is very funny to me you know because it's they make one post at the beginning of the season and they make the list of the of all the games where this promotion applies. And it's not just Napoli being kind and, and, and generous to fans, you know? There's not just... This is a law. This is a national law. Napoli... They have to do it like three times a season or something. Or no, they have to do it for at least 50% of the games. Ah, it's more... It's as much as that. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So, as so you I know what? This, is, this really reminds me of like when you... When I used to work in the theater, we, we'd, 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 we'd have our, our first nights when all the critics came, right? And what you do... and I and, in the UK, the people who go to the theatre are mostly over the age of 70 and sort of people think it's this kind of dying art form, right? So what we would do when all the critics were in is we give loads of free tickets away to like our, our youth theatre clubs, um, schools, colleges, universities. And the, for, for like one day of the run, the theatre would be full of these young, trendy people and the critics would turn up and be like, oh, wow, this theatre is full of young, trendy people. The rest of the run, it would be full of people in cardigans. Um, mm. And the smell of cardigan afterwards was something I don't ever want to think about again. So, so, so it's sort of slightly under the radar. And that, so you're saying that kind of that kind of pads the attendance stats a bit because you've got a whole bunch of kids that are in. Yeah, it does. It does. That's that could be one of the reasons why Napoli increased the prices. You know, because if if you have to give free tickets to kids, then obviously we have you have to make more money. It doesn't make any sense to me because Napoli doesn't. Yeah, Napoli doesn't make a lot of money with with the stadium ticket sales we're never gonna make a lot of money with ticket sales there's but a bit yeah, of, no, a, yeah. of was there a bit of a rumbling i saw about the new stadium this week or is it just the usual kind of hearsay ah, the usual the usual the only thing that changed compared to the previous years is that obviously we have a new mayor a juve fan mayor oh, and uh, in novel yeah yeah yeah. yeah but the, this guy is more inclined to talk to the Laurentis 
with the, with the previous mayor de la Rentes, like it really could they, they couldn't send each other at all like they and they're still talking shit uh, behind like about each other uh, to the press so it's kind of funny to see but the new mayor is kind of more is a more serious guy you know it's uh it was the 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 chairman i don't know how to say it, the chairman of the federico II university in naples for many so, years yeah it was a, one of the best universities in italy yeah it was it was a ministry of something in one of the previous governments i don't know so yeah he's a seasoned politician he's a very soft-spoken guy but yeah he, apparently he gets things done and he doesn't have any bias towards the Laurentis yet so he, yeah how, they, how long is that gonna last <laughs> yeah i have no idea I, I give it two weeks but yeah it's uh yeah we'll see so the Laurentis is kind of i mean he went out he, he had some interviews where he said oh yeah this new mayor you know you can actually speak to him so we can get things done with the new mayor so so yeah that's the only thing that happened compared to yeah but nothing is happening other than that not they're not there's there isn't any project there isn't any plot of land that they our dream of the stadium by the sea is gonna have to wait for a little bit yes. longer perhaps yes. um Two decades it's, it's funny I, I i tweeted the university during during the game asking them to start a research project to try to clone uh lobotka because <laughs> I think that a, a team of Lobotkas is unbeatable. unstoppable. Exactly. I said I'm to my friends. Still waiting for a reply, Michael. Still waiting for a reply. Yeah, let's hope so. I just I said to my friends that in 50 years we're gonna go at, watch Napoli games in the Stanislav Lobotka Stadium in Napoli because that's... by the sea. And it'll by be the sea, hopefully. Yes. 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 We can, but dream, listeners. We can, but dream. Um, <laughs> sure. Good. <play>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? We'll still be doing this show. We'll be very old. I don't want to think about how old I'm going to be in 50 years. I'll be nearly 90 years old. That's exciting, isn't it? Um, okay, talking of talking to people, we have another question which has been sent in from a listener, which is great. And those of you who perhaps didn't catch last week's show, we now have our own Twitter account at Shadow of Vesuvio. Do give us a follow. We got like... A million followers, Michele, in the past week. It's only been open a week and we've got a million followers. Thank you. Just fact, a million? Got, just a minute. If we've got so many, can you, everybody listening, unfollow us? Because we've got too many. Yes. Um, no, please don't unfollow us. But so we got um, we got a DM from Nick Laux, I believe is how you pronounce the name. And he very kindly sent in uh, a message, which we will listen to now. Um, longtime fan of Syria and Napoli. Happy to have this. Seems like a level-headed, uh, die-hard analysis of Napoli here. I'm looking forward to it. So, um, my theory for Napoli this year is that, yeah, expectation seems to be lower because of all the big names that left. Understandable. But I want to point out that the Napoli fan base overall and the whole atmosphere around the team is uniquely supercharged and it feels like the pressure is higher on a Napoli player more so than a lot of other teams I would say across European soccer would you agree so the fact that the Napoli in the general area around Naples and the word used at the last podcast was almost apathetic 
I almost think that's going to be a positive for this team. The pressure, the, the air has been let out of the balloon. These new players will come in with low expectations. Your Lozano's and your Zelinskis have been around for a while under the pressure cooker of, of heartbreak the last few years. It's going to feel like the weight's off their shoulders. Um, they might play freer and easier. I think it's going to be a net positive for this team. I don't think they're going to win the league, I don't necessarily, but I, I, I think they're going to overshoot expectations because of this uh, atmosphere and vibe around the team. I think it, it's going to be good. It's going to be an exciting team to watch. I think this is a really good question. So do we think that this sort of indifference that you were talking about last week has taken some of the pressure off in terms of levels of expectation on the team? And do you think that will actually lead to a sort of increase in performance, Michaela? That's the sort of indifference, the apathy that you talked about in the city. And you've already said on the, on this show that that hasn't necessarily picked up massively since Verona. Do you think that indifference is going to help this team excel? Uh, thank you for the question, first of all. Uh, it's I, I really love this segment. So I really hope it goes on because I, I, I love to hear questions from 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 fellow Napoli fans around the world. Um, so yeah, pressure is pressure is one of the topics which is discussed a lot in Naples. It's one of the questions uh, new players and managers ask are asked when they when they join the team, and they all say the same thing. You know, you can feel the pressure. I think Spalletti said so in in the latest interview he gave to Dazon. You can feel the pressure in the city. And Spalletti said, you can feel that Napoli fans want to win. And they put this pressure on you. Um, which I found true, obviously. But I also found odd. Because, I mean, if you didn't know anything about Napoli, you would say, okay, but pressure to win? You didn't win anything in your history. You know, like the last league you won was, was 30 years ago. And then you put pressure on, I mean, what gives That's you the right, years, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah, what gives us the right to want to win league titles if we only won two and it, it took the best players in this, the sports history to win two Serie A, two Scudetti. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the pressure comes from the fact that obviously we have just one team and we, I think we, it was one of the first episodes that we talked about this and uh, we, yeah. we described some of Merton's interviews and stuff. The pressure is on. The pressure is always on. You know, it's even if the stadium is empty, the stadium is empty. And Spalletti said so in interviews in the past months because he, he understood that when the stadium is empty, it's not because people don't care. It's because people are angry. <laughs> because people are sad. You know, you will. You always feel something. It's anger. It's sadness. It's it's happiness. It's excitement. You always feel something. You have a whole city talking about just one club all the time, all the time, mm. all the time. So the pressure is always on. Um, so yes, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the pressure is off. Obviously, what we said before is still true. So we have a lot of uh, unproven players. So you can't really, you know, you can't really expect these players to perform that well. From but the they beginning. haven't lived under that pressure, though, Michele. I mean, Insigne lived under that pressure for 10 years. Mertens, Anke, Kulabali, all these the, the, years and years and years of living under pressure. It's going to have, you could argue, a cumulative effect. So having a whole fresh bunch of people come in, you haven't true. quite that sort of 
there is a positive spin on it. It's interesting looking at the game. There's only one game, so it's a very small um, sample size. But, you know, Zelinsky, for example, like stepping up, as you said, he's someone that doesn't have a huge amount of personality. Perhaps there is a sense of, you know, Insigne's best season was probably when there weren't any fans in the stadium as well. I mean, who knows? That is true. You have to keep spreading, Michele, this indifference around the uh-huh. city. Okay, so if anyone starts to get excited, you just have to start saying that. I mean, you have to go back to your barber, in fact, and engage the temperature when you're next due in for a haircut. Um, you know, because he was, well, what did he say to you last week? I can't remember. And I was like, are you mad or something? I'm a you chicken. Going? He said, I'm a chicken. chicken because I give money to the club. And he's vehemently against the club. I mean, he's a Napoli fan, apparently. He's a Napoli fan, but he's against De Laurentiis. He's against giving any money to the club because the same money goes to De Laurentiis. So he said, whatever you do, if you go to the stadium, you're a chicken, which means, you know, you are, you are, well, a sheep, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, okay. because you're giving money to, to, to the president. And yeah, that so was Nick, the argument. If Nick's theory is correct, so Nick is at Nick's two cents on, on Twitter. Um, Seems interesting guy from the stuff that we're saying on his on his feet. Um, if Nick's theory is correct that this indifference is, might actually help the team, when you're next in the barber at your your how do you say it in Italian? Bar Barbiero, Barbiere, Barbiere, yes, Barbiere, uh, and he starts to get excited. You need to immediately get him to to be depressed again. When, when are you next going to go for a haircut, McKenna? Uh, like a month. Okay. Maybe. So in a month, we, we will report back. Um, yeah, so really good question, Nick. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening as well. Um, Thank you, Nick. And those of you that have got a question for us, do please record it and just drop us a DM at, at Shadow of Vesuvio. Um, we had a couple of other tweets that came in. Uh, Payman was asking... He's, he always wants us to talk about ADL, but I think we already have. So thanks, Pam. I hope you're doing all right. Thanks for following and listening. Sam was just saying he enjoys the difference between, or hearing about the difference between Italian fan culture and English fan culture. And I think, I think we've already heard quite a lot about that. Um, and it's just great to get this sort of engagement. So please do give us a follow at Shadow of Vesuvio on Twitter. I mean, we're going to see how Monza goes. I mean, in theory, we should just pick up and do well. I mean, Spalletti tends to start the season strongly, doesn't he? It's his habit. And also Napoli tend to... It's now six opening games in a row that Napoli have won, apparently, in terms of seasons as well. So we've been here before... Um, and we need, I think the sense I'm getting from you is that the city kind of needs to be convinced by yes. this, yes. this new project. And it has, it's not saying it's not interested in the new project, but it's saying it's going to take more than a 5-2 victory in Verona to get me 100% on site. Yes, the city needs to see players who want to fight. You know, it's, it's very, it's, it's stereotypical, I would say, which, I mean, who doesn't? You know, every I think every yeah, yeah. fan of every club wants to see that. But I would say it's particularly true for Napoli fans. You know, it's we are aware that we are not Juventus, so we can't. We do because. want to win, yes, obviously. We do want to win, but it's not like if we don't win, it's a complete failure. You know, 
We all cherish Saturday seasons, but we didn't win anything during those seasons. Why do we cherish those seasons so much? Because the team actually fought, you know, like they had a precise identity. You know, they were very close to the city, very close to the fans. The stadium was always full. And uh, we had. And that's why Empoli is important, Michaela, isn't it? I, th- I think yes. we, we've sort of. We talked about it a lot when it happened. And I think a lot of people are like, particularly who aren't in, in Naples, in Napoli, are like, well, what's the problem now? We've signed, we've replaced all these players. Let's all get really excited about the season. That Empoli was those. 10 minutes when we conceded three goals was the absolute antithesis, right, of what a Napoli fan wants to see. Just it was a pathetic capitulation. Yes. There was no fight. It was just a complete disaster class. And you, you're mentioning the fact that 30 euros is a lot for someone in Naples to come to see Monza. All those traveling fans that pay to travel up, to go there, to pay money to go and see it in the pouring rain, that stuff isn't forgiven immediately, is it? Absolutely not. That's why that's why it was so important, yes. Because it's it's not just a loss, it's a complete defeat, you know. It's players giving up against Empoli in front of like I don't even know how many thousands of Napoli fans. And that was that was very, very, very disappointing. Hopefully that's behind us. I'm not a hundred percent sure that it is because I want to remind people that the ultras when they after the game they protested a lot. And they, I, I had some ultras uh, friends who said, last season at least, they said, uh, this is not going to end with this season. We're going to keep protesting next season because of this game. I do think there was a little bit of, you know, it was kind of an emotional, emotional yeah, emotional yeah. response. So I don't expect, you know, especially because, I mean, a lot of players are new. I mean, you're already protesting new players. I mean, yeah, they they didn't, they, yeah, yeah they they were, exactly. They weren't even here. So uh, hopefully and, that doesn't happen, but we'll see. And one last thing on this. In, in Naples, in Neapolitan culture, how quick are people to forgive the sins of the past? How quick are people to forgive a grudge? It depends on the sin, I okay. would say. I don't think it's too hard, you know? I don't think it's yeah, very yeah. hard to... To be a Neapolitan hero, let's say, you know, yeah. if as soon as you say, uh, you know, Napoli is one of the best cities in the world. I love the people. I love the culture, and uh, yeah, it's everything is great here. You know, we kind of we are kind of like the Italian underdogs in a way because I mean because that's a very complex topic, but that that's true. Yeah, so yeah. as soon as someone from abroad comes to Napoli, and that that also is true for for Napoli fans coming from abroad, by the way. If you come to Napoli from abroad and you make us feel special, you make us feel seen, then you are immediately a Napolitan hero and then everyone is going to love you. So that is true for Napoli fans coming from abroad. Uh, that is true for new players. That is true for, for everyone, basically. So for even and we can for, kind uh, of see that a bit with Kim. You know when Kim arrived and he did that? song yeah. and he's been doing quite a lot of pictures in and around the city is yeah. that going down well like from what i can see i mean in my head i'm thinking this guy that is people are gonna like him yeah it's too early again i mean you need to be good on the pitch as well otherwise if you're a you know malquit could have gone out and, and eaten as many pizzas as he wanted but i mean at the end of the day <laughs> he's still malquit you know i'm still no one sad he's left i'm yeah, glad i got too. to say goodbye in that last game <laughs> in Cordoba B. um 
Really interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I think, you know, we talked about this quite a lot and it is important and it is, you know, I think it's really important for people listening who haven't been to Naples to, to think, when, when can I come for that reason? And I think there's all sorts of ways that Naples has been represented in the, in the international media, in the Italian media. But, you know, I've been maybe six or seven times now, and every single time that I've gone, because I have an interest in the place and I'm that weird person that talks to people, um, that currency, you're absolutely right, goes a long way. Like even just having an Apple shirt. Although I did get served a coffee by a Juventus fan when I was last there. I have to post that audio. I've got it somewhere. I'll, I'll stick on. But now the mayor's here. Is the mayor from Naples and he's a UV fan? No, he's not yeah. from Naples. He really? He's from it, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. yeah, still, you know. I kind of liked it, to be honest. I mean, not him being a UV fan, but, you know, seeing Napoli citizens being able to see past that, you know, and yeah. actually vote a politician based on what he's saying, not in, not based on the team he supports. And uh, yeah, that, I kind of like that. But then again, that's very, that's very good point. We've got big elections coming up in Italy, but this is not a political podcast. Um, okay. Well, let's see. Let's see, get, see who wins and then we'll see how political yeah, this yeah. podcast is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was some great graffiti in Naples about Maloney that I thought was brilliant, but I won't repeat it. But I, I was look it up on Twitter. Um, so, do you have talking in Naples? Do you have a Neapolitan phrase of the week, Michele? What if I say no? Would you be surprised? I would I be. I wouldn't be angry, but I'd be disappointed. Yeah, but it's fine. Okay, you do. I, okay, I, great. I, I never want to disappoint you already. I would okay. never do that. I know, and I don't think you could. So anyway, um, I'll shut up. What? Go on, tell us. Okay, so the Neapolitan phrase of the week. It's a very famous one as well, obviously. And it's a Napolitan phrase of the week that I picked because now it's time to put the past behind us. Uh, last season, at least for me and for many Napolitan fans, at least in Napoli, it was a disappointing season. A lot of people will say, oh, well, come on, we, we're going to, you know, we, we finished third and if we finish third this season, it's going to be a big success. That is true, but still, you know, still. I don't want to repeat it all over again, but still, I mean, it was a kind of disappointing season. And uh, yeah, Empoli-Napoli happened in uh, not even a month before the season ended. So yeah, it, there is a lot to forget. And the transfer market also didn't help because obviously we lost a lot of very important players who were who had been with us for many, many years. So the phrase of the week is a phrase that puts the pass behind us and let us let's us uh, look at the future optimistically beautiful the, Michele, yeah, and, this is like your reputation for being a pessimist is absolutely unfounded so there we go sorry right here we go this is our optimistic neapolitan phrase of the week the phrase of the week is which is a very very famous phrase and uh, it's also present in a lot of Napolitan songs. Which means, how do I translate that? Means whoever has received, has received, has had, and whoever had to give, has given. It's very hard to translate. You no, know, that's good. That's good. That, that really makes sense. But yeah, yeah but the translation, I mean, the, the meaning is, the past, you know, whoever, you know, the debts have been, have been paid 
whoever had to give as given, whether have to receive as received. So let's look at the future now. Everything. Let's let's start to, you know, to let's go back to square uh, one and uh, yeah, let's start all over again with a clean slate, as you would say. So that's the phrase of the week. And uh, yeah, let's let's be optimistic for for the new season. A lot of new players, a lot of question marks, but then again, we have reasons to be hopeful, at least. No one reasons to be cheerful, as the great Ian Drury in the Blockheads once once sung. Yes. So and again, let's not forget that Lobotka still plays for us. So we have reasons to be optimistic about next season. I mean, you can never be depressed with Lobotka on the no, pitch. Exactly. I just really hope he doesn't get injured. If he's injured, we're absolutely screwed this season. Unless, I will, yes. I will burn my season ticket if that happens. <laughs> but no, he's not because we've got the university on this. They can just, you know, get the clone to play. It'll be fine. Um, fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Michele. We can find you on Twitter at Napoli Tickets, right? Yes. And now the season's up and running... Uh, you're pretty busy, I should imagine. Any one, any message for anyone listening that's thinking, "Oh, I might get in touch with Michaela about getting some tickets." Any, any advice on how to do that and how to be? Just send me a message on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I read everything. Just if I don't answer immediately, I will eventually. You know, like give me like 24 hours to answer your messages, but I will answer. And um, I want to repeat that not all. Uh, games have been uh, confirmed yet so if you see that a game in December no December there's a World Cup but a game in February or even November no November is still a World Cup October let's say has a fixed day and time that is actually not true that is not confirmed so don't book any flights because that that happened a lot last season which was very sad you know people booking flights and then and then obviously the game was moved. Well, not really moved because it wasn't it wasn't confirmed in the first place. But instead of so being played always on check Sunday, with you, would you say to be like I'm thinking of booking? Is this a confirmed game? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Always. Yes. Just follow my tweets. I always tweet about that. And I'm working on a website as well. Hopefully, it's gonna be online oh. soon, so people can check that instead of just checking my tweets and uh, sending me messages. So yes, uh, get in touch. I'll be happy to help. Fantastic. And uh, you can find me, a much less interesting person, on Twitter at Henry Bell Calcio. Please do give the show Twitter account a follow, which is at Shadow of Vesuvio. I'm trying to put together like a bonus thread. So whenever we talk about pasta or something strange, um, we're going to give you some bonus content on there so you can sort of find out a little bit more about what we're talking about. And this show is part of the Far From Vesuvius podcast network at Far From Vesuvius. Um, do keep an eye out for a new show that I'm doing with uh, Kirsten uh, Schlowitz, which is called From End to I. We release those on Wednesdays. And as ever, the Napoli rant is up and running and firing on all cylinders. So anyway, thank you for listening. And Forza Napoli. Tempre. Yeah.